Welcome to episode 268 of the Jeff Cashers Podcast. I'm your host as always, I'm Tyler, and joining me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gable. What's up, buddy? Hey, Tyler. I am doing fantastic at the moment. Had a little time this weekend to try to do a little bit of rest and relaxation, but most importantly of all, it's E3 season, and mm-hmm. today marked the beginning of the whole E3 shtick that we do every year. So upon all that, man, it's great. It's feeling freaking great. So, what about you, man? Oh, man, I'm doing all right. It is, yeah, it's the most wonderful time of the year for, to be a gamer. It's a uh, Christmas season for gamers. It's E3, baby. Uh, it officially started today. It's Saturday night as it was recording. We've already watched the EA press conference, which we'll talk a little bit about later. But, uh, yeah, I'm doing okay. It is um, also the second annual mental health week for Tyler because I, I took the uh, week off of work. So, hey. uh, yeah. So, first real vacation from work since uh, last August. So, I am excited. Uh, I'm going to try to do some sleep. I'm gonna, I heard that's a cool thing that kids do nowadays. <laughs> um, I'm going to give that a cat, shot. Cat napping? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to do that. I see my cat doing it all the time, so I figured I should probably try that. He seems really happy with life, so I'm going to try that. It seems like a cool thing to do. Um but yeah, that's pretty exciting. Um, and uh, I went golfing last night. Uh, yeah, did some. Uh, uh, they call it twilight golfing at this uh, <laughs> this golf course, where basically you um, it's like super cheap. Basically, just get people to go golfing. You try to get as many holes in as you can before the sun goes down. It starts like after like five o'clock. Sun usually goes down. Like uh, really starts to get really dark out. Uh, probably eight ish is when the sun really starts to set, and then usually by nine it's down completely so um the reason i bring it up is i was golfing and i i hit hit a shot hit it over the green and about took a took a nasty bounce and uh i'm like oh shit so i got my golf cart went to go grab it found it and uh i grabbed it and um it was just like right on the edge of some trees and some bushes and stuff mm-hmm. and i picked it up and when i grabbed it I actually uh like brushed over some leaves and i found like 20 golf balls sitting there <laughs> just like, and I'm just like, oh shit, man, I might as well grab those while I'm here. And I leaned in to grab them, and it was, mind you, it was it was pretty dark outside, and I was a few beers in, so I wasn't paying too much attention. And leaned in, and head first, bam, right into some barbed wire. Oh. And then uh, I got my shoulder pretty good too, uh, right on my extra life tattoo. Hopefully that doesn't affect the tattoo. I'm really upset oh. about that. So uh, I was. And like, ah, I'm like, it didn't really hurt too bad. It was just kind of more of a shock than anything, like quick sting. And I grabbed, I, I still grabbed the golf balls because I'm an idiot. But uh, I got the golf balls, came back. <laughs> Joe and my buddies are like, you're bleeding. <laughs> so I had some, a little bit of blood trickle down the face and on my arm a little bit. But yeah, did my best uh, ECW McFoley, Sabu, you know, and <laughs> threw myself in some barbed wire. That was not the smartest move there by me. Not one of my brightest moments ever. Uh, so yeah, that's a good way to start the vacation. Hopefully that's not an omen for anything. Um, I don't have any barbed wire in the house, so I don't know about that. But, uh, yeah, that's, uh, going with me. So what we're going to do, guys, is, uh, we're, um, kind of with things are going this week. I mentioned a little bit, I think last week or the week before. Um, 
So this episode is going to be a normal show. We're going to talk about what we've been playing. We're going to talk about some uh, kind of things we want to see from, not really a prediction show so much, but things we'd like to see from E3. Um, kind of like um, our, maybe things we might think we'll see, but also things that uh, you know we really want to see. You know, pie in the sky stuff. Um, that would be, that would just top it off as making a great E3. And then um, we're going to do, uh, we're going to record tonight the EA we're going to talk about the EA press conference, um, but that'll be a separate show. I'll post a little bit later. Uh, and then every night for the next, what, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, two, four nights, we are going to get together and record and talk about every every single press conference, um, except for the PC one and Digital Revolver, unless they say something interesting, which uh, usually, not that they don't say anything interesting, but it's usually just not something that's for us. So I think there's one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven um, different press conferences we'll be talking about. Uh, so tomorrow night we'll be talking about Microsoft and Bethesda. Those will go up as soon as I get them done edited. Hopefully it's Sunday night. Uh, and then same thing on Monday and Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday will just be Nintendo. Though. So um, then Monday has three press conferences. So it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a fun uh, fun week. A lot of a lot of podcasts and a lot of talk about video games. But uh, it's what it's what we do on the show. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the. Uh, the plan for the week for uh, for you guys out there, just so you know, they'll all be and they'll all be coming out as separate podcasts. So each each press conference will get its own podcast. Uh, so that way, if you're if you're not interested in hearing about EA or um, are you interested in hearing about EA or maybe you're interested in hearing about Microsoft, you're not interested in hearing about Bethesda, you don't have to listen to them. You can you can just pick and choose which one you want to listen to. So that is the plan. But for right now, we're gonna do a normal show, and then a little bit later, uh, probably a few probably in the morning on Sunday morning the uh, the EA show will come out, uh, but I'll try to get this one out as soon as possible. So I don't know why I'm telling you that because you'll already be out when listening to this when this happens. Um, but anyways, let's uh, before we get into some like kind of the uh, E3 stuff and all that, why don't we uh, talk about what we've been playing, Gables? All right, sounds like a good deal. All right, so I took your advice, Gables, and I, when Gables tells me to do something, I just do it. Okay, I don't question the man. Mm-hmm. He just he just says it. I just I'm like okay. If he says <laughs> jump on a grenade, I'm like okay. I jump on the grenade. <laughs> That's just kind of what I do. Uh, so I went, up, went ahead and the very next day went out and bought West of Loathing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've only got to play about an hour, but I'm really digging it. It's pretty funny. <laughs> You're very right. I'm not. It's not jazz. It's not jazz punk level. It's it's really funny though. I want. I don't want. I'm not trying to diss it. You oversold it just a little bit, but that's fine. You 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 know you know my you know my weaknesses and jazz punk is one of them. And uh, so I immediately bought it. It's like ten bucks on the Switch. So really, yep cheap for a uh kind of a upper um indie game on the switch and uh yeah i don't know i mean i like the uh the gameplay of it, it kind of reminds me uh, a lot of ways like a uh like the south park stick of truth kind of like gameplay just yeah you know it's turn-based rpg but it's like it's kind of silly and it's it's fairly simple you got like you can shoot it's like so it's a, it's a western game and it's all black and white and it looks it's all stick figures uh and like you can just it's just the dialogue is really funny uh like you can like i like like, i found a shovel and i went around and started picking up poop yeah walking around picking up poop that was fun uh i I have a horse uh who might be mentally challenged (laughs) uh which horse did you go with the mentally challenged one i'm pretty sure i think that's what he is the crazy one yeah so you can find like you find these guys the this, this guy's horses but he still charges you full price for him but you found his horses yep you're the one who went and got them why am I? Why am I paying? I should just get to have one. But anyways, you give them yeah, the 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 money in this game. Uh, the currency is meat. 
Yep. Uh, so yeah, I, I bought, and you let you choose between the four horses. Um, I picked Ric Flair. Woo! No. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I picked, uh, the, uh, possibly mental, mentally challenged one. Uh, he was just adorable. I had to get him. Um, so, <laughs> so let me ask you, did you check around the bars? Uh, yes, I, uh, yes, the, uh, the main, I, I've only made it through the first town and I just got to the second town. Okay. So I just got to the end. But what, uh, the, you talking about the bar in the first town? Yes. Uh, what exactly in the bar are you asking about? Well, I, did you check everything inside that bar? I think I did, man. Every time I'd go and, like, go off somewhere, I'd come back and I'd, like, I'd find, like, 20 new things in the town. Let me, so, let me ask, let me ask you. It's, yeah, did go, you, be, did you, be a little more specific here, yeah. Did you check the, did you check the spittoons? Yes, and you get the like the golden ring or whatever the ring. <laughs> you see the dialogue of that? Yeah, it's so it's so <laughs> stupid. It keeps like you can like so you can like the downside about this game is you can't really go back. It seems like no, you uh, like can't. once once you move on to the next areas. once you move on to the next town you can't like so like there's a main town and then like it spirals off into like four or five smaller areas. But once you go off to the next town, you can't go back to that town or the smaller areas. So you gotta find everything. So there's things I just couldn't figure out or couldn't find. Or um, I screwed up and I traded something. Uh, I traded my lockpick, so I couldn't unlock the, the thing in the elevator to oh, find you, something else. You did the same thing as I did, only yeah. Only instead of like uh, trading in it, actually I did trade it in. Actually, the last one that I had, yeah. The shopkeep, and uh, oh man, did you get to the option or something like that? Like I tried opening that one box or something like that inside the cavern. <laughs> Which I don't shaft thing. That yeah, was, and, I, uh, and I couldn't. I, I opened up one of them, but then there's another one that required a lockpick, and I couldn't get to that one. Yeah, the one I'm referring to is when you like get that hat or some, or they have the yeah, the, to get that the hat. hard hat or whatever. Yeah, you got to stay away from that hat. <laughs> okay, I put it on. I'll have to switch it out then. Oh no, I screwed up, didn't if, I? If you <laughs> okay for everybody listening right now in West of Loathing, if you go with that option of uh, wearing that uh, hat that you find in the in the caverns, you cannot take it off. It's oh, permanent fuck. on you, and that means it's permanently on hard. <laughs> oh no! It literally means hard hat. Oh god, I just got that. Uh, I I checked it out, and I'm like, okay, um, no, I think I'm gonna keep it inside the box. And I just went on. Okay, I didn't realize it was literal. Oh god, damn it! No, you gotta play it through further, see what happens. Oh, no, yeah, I'm gonna try. <laughs> But if I can get a new hat as soon as possible, I'm going to do that then. I didn't realize it literally made the game hard. <laughs> Fuck. And you're wondering why you're doing like one damage to the enemies. Yeah. yeah. I didn't, well, well, that was the last thing I did before I left the town. So I haven't fought anybody since I left. Oh, here we go. Oh, shit. Well, hell, if worse comes to where you can always restart it, it didn't take that long. Yeah, I only put like an hour into it. I could probably fly through a lot faster this time. Yeah, if, it, if, it, if that's what the case, I might just end up restarting it. Yeah, I've played a little bit of West of Loathing as well this week, but uh, I didn't play nearly as much as I did when I first downloaded it, but I am around, let's see, I am still the second town, but I have explored a lot more, like, different things with the side quests and stuff. Okay. Oh my gosh, just the amount of, like, funny options and the amount of things you can do inside there. I don't know if you're to this point and stuff, but did you come didn't come down to, like, uh, I'm not too sure whether it's the first or the second town, where you have this... This place is completely like burnt down. This house or something. You find this doll. Oh yeah, and there's like the there's like the ghost cow, or whatever. Yeah, the ghost cow stuff. Yep. Let me ask you stuff. Did you actually follow the directions of the doll? I don't think I did. What did it tell me to do? Did you talk? Did you actually go through and like check out the doll? 
I grabbed it. I don't remember if it falling. Don't tell me. Tell me to do anything. Is this the one you go? You go back to the graveyard and you fight the the skeletons. Well, is the skeletons the... are one thing though. But uh, what I'm referring to is there's this doll that you encounter and stuff that actually starts talking to you. <laughs> oh shit! None of this happened to me. Oh, that's Holy the thing. Fuck. You're probably gonna have to find this though. But I'm not gonna spoil what exactly what it does though. But uh, yeah. Yeah, you find that in Little Girl's Diary or some of the doll talking to her. Oh, Jesus. Okay, yeah, I didn't it's see It's easy this. to miss stuff in this game that I'm yeah. understanding. Yeah. And there's some things you will not get on the first playthrough. And no. you have to replay it in order to check out, oh, that's what I missed. Yeah. Or, or you can, like, do something before you get to an event, and that something you did before can, like, prevent you from doing that thing later in the future. Like, you didn't so, know it was an option, but you've yeah. already... But it's no longer an option now because of the decision you made early in the game. Yeah, like for example, during the first town, I decided to uh, I decided to take care of the goblin problem inside the downstairs of like the freaking first bar that you go into, yeah. right? Yeah. But later on, you actually find a book that you can actually speak goblin. Oh god! <laughs> and you could actually go through and convince them to join your team. <laughs> oh fuck, man! Really? <laughs> I know it's stuff like that where if you don't search around just like adequately or something, you try something. It's it's just going to lead to like uh, some missed options or something like that. And I ended up like just finding two so far. I was like, oh hey, I could go back and do this if I want to, but but no, no, it's it's very funny. But uh, let me ask you though, what kind of character class did you go with first off? Uh, the uh, it's like the one with the sword. I can't remember what it's called. The one with the it, sword, really. It's a sword and a gun. Um, okay. Because there's like the magic one, there's the fighting one, and then there's yeah. like another one. I can't remember what it was. I just went with like the like the g- generic like fighter one. I just went with the cow puncher. <laughs> oh, I think that's what I did. I think I did cow puncher. That... It's awesome, dude. It's like you just punch the shit out of things. Yeah, I think that. Oh, yeah, you get brass knuckles, right? Yes. Yeah, that's what I did. I got that one too. Yep. Yeah, it's yeah. So far, the game is pretty fucking good, though. Yeah, it's pretty brilliant. And just talking to you about it, actually, like all these things I didn't even know were options, makes it even more brilliant. Like this, it, it's really cool. It for ten bucks. Uh, it's it's been on PC for a little bit now, I guess. I didn't. Yeah, it came out earlier this year. Um, but this game is this day. This game is going to be a hidden gem on the Switch. Yeah, and it's definitely something that for anyone who owns a Switch, pick it up. It is a blast. It's a hilarious turn-based rpg <laughs> yeah and like i said it's 10 bucks uh it's hard to find there's every game on there nowadays is like 10 dollars or more it seems like even like the shitty phone ports yep. um so for this it's actually like a well-received game uh and it's actually got a lot decent amount of publicity from nintendo's a good push behind it uh that's really cool to see um yeah it's fun uh, i definitely want to go back and play it some more uh and then, uh, real quick, I played two other games. I talked about a little bit last week. I played so a bunch more of the Just Shapes and Beats. Uh-huh. Uh, I talked about last week. It's the uh, music rhythm game. It's like Geometry Wars, but you have to dodge. Instead of shooting, you're dodging uh, dodging things. And it all happens to the beat of, like, um, like tech, uh, not techno, but dubstep music. Uh, I thought about the, the last week, but the soundtrack is awesome. Still really cool. I'm getting to the point, though. Or this game, I, I just, I don't know, I think I might be forever stuck at this level. Because uh-huh. uh, I didn't know it, actually, until this level. But you get three lives per level. There's check, like I said, I think it's the last week I said there's like, there's four checkpoints in a level, but you only get three lives per level. And I keep getting to the very last, like, 
five or six seconds. I'm at the very last thing, mm-hmm. and I always I just struggle to get there. And I got one hit in me. I'm on my third. I'm on my last life, and on the very last thing, it fucking kills me. Uh, every single time. The first time I try it, and every other time after that. Uh, I've tried it probably seven, eight times. Um, the nice thing is the levels are fairly short. I think at most probably two, two and a half minutes. Uh, so it's not like I'm losing a lot of time on them. But it's when you get to that point and you're at the very end, you die over and over again. Uh, yeah. It just uh, it just makes it hard to go back to. Um, yeah, it does. Because I've gotten better at everything else before that. But I just like there's this the last like 45 seconds is just. Uh, yeah, it's a bullet hell, basically. Just kind of like you're. There's no way I'm gonna dodge all this shit. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna keep getting hit. I just kind of hopefully survive long enough to end uh, the finish level. But uh, yeah, no, I'm still enjoying it. It's a really fun game. I it's twenty bucks. I still recommend everybody go out and check it out. I think it's on Steam and the Switch right now. Uh, just keep in mind this game. Uh, it takes a very sharp turn on the difficulty. I've noted. Like I, I went through. I never failed a level before. I didn't know it was possible to fail a level. I just thought you can just keep going. Uh, yeah, I've died a few times, but never actually died all three times on a level. And yeah, I went from not failing once to now I can't beat this level. So that's uh, really the only <laughs> one complaint I have about it. But I mean, I'm no expert at these games. Uh, Twitch like shooters or Twitch anything like this, Geometry World, those kind of games. I've never really those are not my strong suit. Uh, but I'm having fun with that. And I played one other game. Um, it's on the PS4. It just came out. I think it was eight bucks for like the first week. It was like the twenty percent off, so it's ten bucks. Uh-huh. Um, it's called Old Man's Journey. Uh, I didn't realize it. It's yeah, I, I didn't realize it, but it's a. Uh, it was actually on like iOS and Android. Okay. Uh, it came out um, earlier this year on there. Um, what kind of? I, I saw the trailer for it a few months ago on like PS4 on the PlayStation's YouTube page. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's kind of a cool like. It's kind of cool. It's that it's got the that hook in me that my that grabs the weakness for me when it comes to like when I want to look at the game. It's got a unique art style, pretty cool. Um, it's pretty good music, you know, nice little um, like piano, uh, subtle like, tugs at the heartstring. And it's about this guy. He gets a note. You don't really know what it's about. Uh, he's an old man, uh, got a long beard, uh, kind of balding, uh, and, uh, he gets a note, something happens and you're going, he goes on a journey to go, go somewhere. And as he's going, he'll sit down on a bench and he'll like reminisce about something. You'll get like a picture and it'll show like him and his like wife, uh, as they're younger and like just life events, like where they met when they met, uh, him going to war, uh, their wedding, him buying a boat, things like that. And just. Um, just kind of, that's how they, they kind of describe, they kind of tell you the story is through like these images and you don't really know what he gets, like, you don't really know what this note, this letter says. I have my theories on it, um, but I don't think I'm ever going to find it out because the actual game itself is not very fun to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, like I said, I'm, I'm interested in the journey. It's only a couple hours long. I got fairly close to beating it, but I was just like, ah, oh, this is not, I'm not having fun with this. Like, uh, cause it, especially cause like at, in like the latter parts of the game, like you go longer and longer of like the, the levels, the puzzles, I don't use parentheses, uh, you go bigger, they're bigger and bigger stretches in between, um, like more of the story beats, more of the parts that are really interesting about this game. So what you do is, uh, you, you, so it, it'd probably be better on a phone. So you, like you walk through the environment and he can go into the background to the foreground 
but you got to mm-hmm. move the uh, the environment, like the the ground, up and down uh, right. for him to walk on it and like connect it with the one he's standing on and connect them together. It's hard to explain, but uh, so like say there's three areas. There's, there's like there's one hilly area. There's another one, and then there's one in front of that, and there's one in front of that. Uh, so they're they're back to back to back, and he's on the far back one. You need to get farther towards you, uh, like if you're playing on on the TV screen. And the way they are, like it could be it could be you know two feet below the one he's standing on. So you gotta raise that up, and then he'll walk, then click and tell him to walk there. You like you just hit tap the X button, and it kind of double tap the X button, and he'll walk to that area, and then do the same thing. But you cannot move the ground that he's standing on that entire. The entire area he's standing on, you're unable to move. Uh, it's fairly simple. Uh, not really a lot of thought to it. Um, it. The pacing of it in the the first probably hour or so I played of it was pretty well done. Like it was, you know, a couple minutes, a few minutes, you know, here and there. Nothing. There was a couple areas where I'm just like I had to put some thought into it, you know, but I I was still going through it fairly well. But then I got to this part, like this, like I played for about another 20, 30 minutes, and I'm just like, I have not gotten to the next story beat, and I'm not like stuck anywhere. I'm just, I'm going through the paces, um, but it's just like the next, like not like this is not this is not the fun part of the game. This is not the interesting part of the game to me. This is just like the means to an end to this game. It's like I just kind of at this point I just wanted to be over. Uh, I was no longer enjoying the ride or the journey, I guess, of it. Um, so I, I'm like, ah, fuck this. I just shut it off. I'm probably just going to YouTube the the last chunk of it. Just, I'm, I'm, I am interested in the story. Uh, I just don't want to play the game anymore. Uh, so, yeah, it's... This would not be like... If I, I beat this game and it stayed the way it was, this wouldn't be like, oh, you need to go out and play this game right away. But as far as, like, it's... It really felt like, oh, this is a Tyler game right here. This is a game that I really like. Uh, you know, it's a very emotional... Uh, well-told story, um, unique art style. Uh, it's kind of like a water painting style um, of graphics. I thought that was really cool. Uh, but yeah, I just it it just it dragged on too long. It felt like it it, it felt like unnecessary unnecessarily uh, stretched out the game, and it was not fun uh, at a certain point. So that's really what I've been playing. Uh, I'm gonna tr- I should have plenty of time to play Detroit this week. Uh, so my goal is to play that and wrap it up this week sometime, um, probably sometime after E3. But uh, other than that, that's really all I've been playing. What about you, Gables? All right. To begin with, I did start Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze on Switch. Oh, shit, son. I am halfway through the first world because I had been playing it periodically since I have been playing another game. But at the same time, my gameplay experience with Tropical Freeze has been positive. I gotta say, from the get-go, there is a good distinction between this and Star Allies, Kirby Star Allies, that I just finished, like, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, the difficulty is actually evenly paced, so where it feels more complex and not, like, just sort of like a hand-holdy, sort of, like, beginner type of experience. But uh, with with Tropical Freeze, even when I go forth and just set it, like, on a, like, easier difficulty and playing as DK, I don't feel like my experience with the game has suffered because of it. I'm still able to go through the paces of exploring the terrains, like finding hidden secrets here and there. And you know what? Speaking of hidden secrets, like I said before, I'm halfway through the first world, and I am finding so many freaking collectibles inside the most 
like obscure of places, it's actually been really enjoyable going through not only finding that, but alternative paths. I've found like different types of like con letters and different things, you know. This game is definitely warrant of like replayability, that's for sure. At the same point, I love the aspect that I could switch between the three other Kongs, Diddy Kong, Dixie Kong, Cranky Kong, each having their own separate type of abilities. Like, say, Diddy has his jetpack, and then Dixie has her, like, uh, hair swinging and stuff, so you can actually just float for a little diff, like, a little, uh, distance and stuff. My favorite is Cranky Kong. Oh, what the hell? My favorite is Cranky oh, Kong. I hated him. I said on this <laughs> very podcast two weeks ago, he's the worst character in gaming since Yarnian Unraveled. And I'm paying for that today. More on that later. Go on. Well, the reason why I like Cranky Kong a bit in terms of, like, the abilities and stuff is because his cane acts as a pogo stick, and you can go through and go over spikes and go over the types of terrain with him, with your party. <laughs> and it reminds me of, like, Scrooge McDuck from the <laughs> NES Classic DuckTales, where I could just go through, bounce on enemies, kill them, and just, just going boing, boing everywhere, you know. <laughs> it's it's a fun time doing that. From what I've played so far, I do want to play some more when I have the chance. But uh, other games that I've been playing... Oh, boy. I have played... I have been playing since last Saturday... I'm not too sure whether I started it up after we recorded last time, but uh, the Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection on PS4. Now, I have been playing this game. I've been streaming it periodically. I did a little stream last Saturday. I tried to stream a little bit yesterday in terms of uh, testing out the new PlayStation camera that I had gotten for dirt cheap. Let's see. I have... In a week, mind you, I have went through the arcade mode of all 12 Street Fighter games. <laughs> nice. Well, here's the thing. I started off with Street Fighter 2 The World Warrior. You know, went with the classics that I would go with, like Ryu, and then the other game I went with Ken. I just switched off between Ryu and Ken in terms of like the Street Fighter, the Street Fighter 2 games, and then like for the Alpha games. Now, what was interesting was the trip with the original Street Fighter. I have never played the original Street Fighter before. And this was like an arcade, the arcade port of it. The other time it was available was for like the TurboGrafx-16, I want to say. But uh, let me tell you something. Inside the arcade, the original Street Fighter machine required like these punchable buttons. And the gimmick behind that is the different type of... Uh, force of the punch would like dictate how hard the punch would actually deliver on the opponent i just found myself just mashing buttons playing through the entirety of the arcade mode of uh, street <laughs> fighter because the only character you can select in that game is ryu and you get to face off against these odd characters some of which appear in later street fighter games but the last character that you face off against in terms of the street fighter story is sagat now, for people who don't know who Sagat is, Sagat is a fighter that you basically face off in Thailand, I believe. He has these Muay Thai kickboxing style, and he's known for his tiger moves. His tiger shot, his tiger uppercut, his like Muay Thai like front kicks and stuff like that. So, in a word, he's a complete asshole when you play against him. Because <laughs> <laughs> inside of the original Street Fighter, he is almost unbearable. 
I say that because when you try to go and try to beat him, I could not beat him straight up, like doing the two round stuff. I had to use save states in order to whittle down his damage and go forth and just beat him outright. How I did that was just spamming the Hadouken and like some of the Shoryuken stuff because there's only like three special moves for Ryu in the entire game. That's his Hadouken, his Tatsumaki like spin kick and stuff, and his Shoryuken, his uppercut. So I went and did that. I ended up beating him. And I'll tell you what, after I was done with Street Fighter, that original Street Fighter, I took a rest a couple days ago from like uh, playing a little bit more of, of any other of the Street Fighter games. So, let's see. Street Fighter 2 The World Warrior. A little bit slow. It was interesting to see the progressions between all the Street Fighter 2 games. Because I went just one after another. Street Fighter 2, World Warrior. Went through the Championship Edition. Went through Hyper Fighting. Which, I have nostalgia for Hyper Fighting. Because I used to play that almost all the time on the Super Nintendo. Let's see. And then there was like Street Fighter 2 The New Challengers. I've played a little bit of that game on the Wii when the ver- it came out on Virtual Console, it's pretty fun. It still is. But here's the thing. For Street Fighter 2, like Street Fighter 2, the new challengers, and for especially Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo, there is a glitch in the arcade versions of both of those games. If you set it to level 1, yeah, the difficulty does not go down. <laughs> in terms of difficulty, you can range it from like 1 to 8 for some of the older games. 8 being the hardest, 1 being the like the easiest supposedly. I switched it on to one just for kicks to see if it actually went down. No, it, no, the difficulty does not go down at all. And so here I go, like maybe a couple rounds and I'm just getting my ass kicked like in the middle of things. It was such a slog going through some of the later Street Fighter 2 games that at one point it's like, okay, I need to back myself away. I need to take my break for a few hours and go back to it. Then I go back to it and I started progressing a little bit further and further. I am so happy to report, when I went through the last Street Fighter 2 game, you know, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo, that I went through enough as Ken to actually face off against Akuma inside the final fight. Because here's the thing, inside the arcade mode of Street Fighter 2, Bison is supposed to be the last character that you face. But if you won enough without losing inside of the consequential, like, rounds and stuff... You get to fight Akuma as a final opponent, as like an unlockable secret character. And it's cool because when you go for, for the final battle, the game actually stops a little bit. And all of a sudden you see Akuma flash on the screen and just kick the shit out of Bison. And you see his corpse just like laying there in the background and stuff while you're fighting. And it's like, okay, that is an awesome moment. But what's even more hilarious is when you see his little character picture on the right hand side because they have their little avatars just to sp- okay this is guys this guy's guys that guy his avatar is completely blacked out <laughs> and so basically how akuma plays he's sort of similar to what how ryu and ken are only he has less the health than them but his attack power is almost double that of ryu and ken so he is hard as hell to beat <laughs> straight up so I went through all that. I went through all the Street Fighter Alpha games, which those games weren't bad. They weren't bad, nearly as bad to go through. I love Alpha 3. Alpha 3 I got heavy nostalgia for because I used to play it on the PS1 back in the day. And I played a little bit of that on the Dreamcast, too, now that I think about it. But the biggest nostalgia and one of the reasons why I bought this collection to begin with was the different versions of Street Fighter 3. 
So before, I was just playing as Ryu and Ken on the different other versions, like the older ones. I played through as Alex on Street Fighter 3. Why? Because I like the character. I like his movesets. He's more of a combination of Guile with his charge moves and like sort of a straight-up fighter or something like with the different types of quarter-circle attacks similar to how like Ryu or Ken would do certain things. So I went through like uh, the new generation, Street Fighter 3, and not so bad. But here's the thing. Inside the Street Fighter 3 series, there is a character that's even worse than Sagat when it comes to cheapness and when it comes to bullshit. And that character is Gil. Now, Gil is the final boss of all three of these Street Fighter 3 versions. He has a move where he can resurrect himself if he has a full meter and you knock him out. Meaning, if you don't hit him, he will regenerate his entire energy bar. Think of it that way. If you have... An... <laughs> Go ahead and speak, Tyler. <laughs> I hate this game already. <laughs> and that's why this is one of Gable's favorite games. <laughs> well, anyway. Just imagine this. You're right down, whittled down to your health. It's like maybe like a sliver. And all of a sudden, you get Gil. Finally, you knock him out for the final time or something. But he resurrects himself. All the way to full health. That happened to me like twice. But... I found a couple different ways to kind of try to prevent that. There was one time he tried doing the resurrection technique in Second Impact, Street Fighter 3, and I used Alex's special move as Boomerang Raid, and I got him down to, like, uh, I actually stopped him from recovering his full health. I got him down to, like, half. <laughs> but still, still, after I was done, I purposely saved Street Fighter 3, Third Impact, for the last game I played through. As soon as I was done with that, I'm like, holy shit, I'm finished with a slog. <laughs> uh, I'm finished with the fucking slog of all these Street Fighter games. About a month ago, I had a craving to play fighting games. And to be perfectly honest with you, I am satisfied right now with playing through all the fucking Street Fighter games. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. You just played like you just played through like 19 dozen Street Fighter games. I hope you're good. I know. I know, man. And that's the thing. Now I've played through almost all of the versions of the Street Fighter games this year besides Street Fighter 4 and 5. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, other than that, I did play a little bit more of Burnout Paradise today. Nice. Just for a little bit. I decided to do a couple races, a couple Mark Man stuff. I'm now down to about 19 wins away from upgrading my B license. And that about does it for Gables this week. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Had a good week, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, except for the guy with the fight. Fuck that guy. <laughs> as soon as that happened once, I would rage quit. I'm like, ah, I'm done. Dude, there's a reason why he's one of the hardest final bosses in a fighting game. And that's why. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Imagine getting your ass constantly pummeled through, like, cheap-ass moves. He is banned online for competitive Street Fighter Three for a reason. <laughs> Sounds like there might be a little bit of an issue there. That's yeah. just me. Wow. Um, but let's move on to uh, kind of not really news. So there's a lot of news this week. You know, it's E3. Yeah. Uh, but I my concern is is that we're gonna talk about all this, and a lot of it's gonna be obsolete by the time like uh, really at, within like 24 hours of this podcast. Pretty much. Uh, like, I wrote down a bunch of stuff, but it's just, like, there's probably going to be more details. Like, Destiny 2 has a new expansion. Uh, 
Days Gone comes out February 22nd. Walking mm-hmm. Dead, Telltale's Walking Dead final season uh, starts August 14th. Yep. A single tier, tier from Tyler. Uh, Hitman 2 out November 13th. Crackdown out February 2019. Just Cause 4 leaked by a Steam ad. Uh, but I have a feeling most of those, if not all of that. Also, uh, they're, the res people are making a Tetris game, so that's a thing. Yeah. Uh, so, I, but I feel like a lot of that stuff we're going to hear a lot more about. We'll be talking about it again here in a couple of days. Yep. So, I really don't, I think we both would agree that we don't really want to talk about that and then just have to talk about it again, um, you know, in a day or two. So, my question to you, Gables, mm-hmm. is, uh, I talked about the top of the show, is what would make, what, what so just of all, the, of all the press conferences, what are some of the things that would make you peak Gables for gaming? The, the happiest things that can, <laughs> the best things that can happen to you uh, in gaming uh, during E3, what would those be? Well, let's see. What would make me happy to see what would happen in E3? Let's see. For, oh man. What would make me happy is seeing like maybe a Fallout 3 remaster for Switch. Ooh. That would be actually pretty awesome. Okay. 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 I know, let's see, I'm going to try to go out for a couple more. Seeing legitimate gameplay of Metroid Prime 4 and it being utterly fantastic, that would make me incredibly happy. Uh, let's see, what else? Uh, actual confirmed release date of Kingdom Hearts 3? <laughs> 2020. Oh, God. Oh, God, no more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I purposely have not even remotely gone back to the Kingdom Hearts game because Kingdom Hearts 3 has been so long of a wait, and I'm just waiting for that game to be announced and think, oh, okay, time for me to play the first two again. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been replaying. I replayed the started replaying the first one. I bought the the remix edition. Yeah. Man, nostalgia's bitch. Dude. I'll say this. I have not played Kingdom Hearts two in since like about two thousand six. And yeah. that's the last time I've played a Kingdom Hearts game fully. Same. But let's see, other quirks and stuff. I just want what would make me happy is if I see more games come out that I actually legitimately want to play. You know, it doesn't have to be anything too big or too spectacular or something like crazy as shit. It could be something that just appeal to my tastes, you know, like my, maybe my love for professional wrestling or some extreme sports stuff. Or, hell, it could be even more obscure, you know, like say a, uh, oh boy, let's see, I don't know, maybe like a resurrection of a classic Sony property or something like that that I haven't played in years. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Tyler? Um, oh. Is that a is that a hint at Double May Cry Five? Oh my God, who knows? I'll, I'll be I would be I would be thrilled if I fucking got a chance to see Double May Cry and it was in, amazing. <laughs> yeah, it, it sounds like it's happening. Uh, I don't want to get hopes up too much. If, I, if I'm if it's if it's wrong, I'm, I might apologize. Games. Oh man. Uh, for me, uh, I mean, I wish we were, we recorded this eight hours ago because mine first one off the top would be Unravel Two was canceled. Uh, <laughs> obviously that didn't happen uh for me like just breaking it down by by you know uh, press conference microsoft i would give me fucking reason to play my xbox one actually mm. i don't think i ever said on the show i sold my xbox one uh about a month ago uh to a co-worker's uh son uh, or sold it to the co-worker for their son um for you know they needed a X- the xbox one series of events happened uh, and they lost their Xbox One, yep. so I just 
kind of I'm like, hey, I sold it to him. Like, here you go. Um, and I haven't used it. Other than Cuphead, I haven't used it in two years. Uh, and I've been wanting an excuse to eventually buy an Xbox One S or an X, uh, depending on the deals. So uh, give me a reason, Microsoft, please. I've been asking for two E3s in a row. Two two E3s in a row for a reason to play your console. <laughs> um, and you haven't given me one other than Cuphead, uh, which... No, I know Cuphead's a great game. Mm-hmm. Wasn't my game because I'm bad at gaming, and Microsoft needs to be aware of that. Oh, um, dude, you know it'd be kind of fun if actually Cuphead was on PS4. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't never gonna happen, but yeah, I that'd know, be cool. Uh, uh, but yeah, just give give me a reason, like this year, not next year, not two years from now. Uh, I want a reason this fall to buy an Xbox One. Uh, that that's for that that's I don't know, shouldn't say it's that's it or that's that's that it's that simple because apparently it's not. Uh, you give me Gears of War five or a Gears of War game, I mean it comes out this fall. That's a day one purchase. I'm buying an Xbox One S with that game, uh, no doubt. Um, Bethesda, give me Doom two. No shit. Just show me it. Just just just. All just I need tip. to see is just the Doom guy just wrecking havoc inside hell. That's what I ask for. Yes. <laughs> Pie in the sky out this fall. Oh, yeah. Oh. Not going to happen, probably. Uh, yeah, I guess it would be, be a little... It came out in May 2016, so it's possible. It's possible. <laughs> it's not the the craziest thing ever. So, yeah, it could, it could be done. Um, so, yeah. that would, But they would help work on the Rage 2 game, so... Wasted their time and talent on fucking Rage 2. Uh, <laughs> bastards. Cancel Rage 2. That's my next dream. <laughs> if that means I get Doom earlier, cancel Rage 2. Uh, throw it in a fire with Yarny. Um, Square Enix. I don't know. Uh, Life is Strange 2 trailer. Give me some details on that. Uh, they just announced don't, don't Nod, who made Life is Strange 1, just released Vampire. That kind of came out to middling reviews, unfortunately. And then Maybe they some- just. Uh, what? Yeah, you know, here's something I was thinking of. It's like, how about for Square Enix, you know, try to give like some like uh, freaking Final Fantasy four or five or six on Switch, man. That'd be nice. There you go. Maybe, maybe, maybe we'll get Final Fantasy seven remake. Oh, maybe we'll hear about that, and we'll get a release date for that, December seventeenth, twenty twenty one. That's my that's my uh, my my pick for part one because remember it's supposed to be like four parts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, just give me Life is Strange two. Uh, are some details on it. Um, yeah, like don't nod the don't nod the, the makers of it. Just released Vampire, like I said, came up million reviews. They just announced their new game, uh, Twin Mirrors, that I think is coming out next year. Um, that looks kind of cool. Uh, it was one of PlayStation's like their PlayStation announcing a game or showing, or, yeah, announcing a game every day for like six days up until the event. Uh, so they had a Ghost Stories, I think is what it's called, the, the VR game that was announced. That's when the uh, that was announced today. There, that's when the, the Tetris game was shown off. It looks really cool. Um, so for me, that's... that's for. I mean, I'm not the biggest Square Enix guy anymore uh, like I used to be back when I was a you know a teenager or a kid with like the original Final Fantasies and Kingdom Hearts and stuff. But yeah, just give me Life is Strange, please. Um, Ubisoft? Ooh, man, what can Ubisoft do for me? What is something I love from Ubisoft? Watch Dogs Watch 3. Dogs. <laughs> yes, Watch Dogs 3. And bring back Marcus from Watch Dogs 2. Because I thought the, that cast of characters was really fun. Um, and really cool. So I'd like to see... Maybe, or at least give me something similar to that. 
make it that style. They kind of, I think they really perfected, uh, not perfected, but it was a really well um, done uh, build upon of the first game. Uh, so I'd love to, you know to see more about Watch Dogs 3. What? You know what I would really go for or something like that if they were to do a sequel to Wildlands? Ooh, there you go. That'd be pretty you interesting. You haven't platinum a game in a while, Gables. So. <laughs> oh, that's very true. It's been over a year now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, actually, it was a it was one year ago. So I, I went back and I, I listened to some of last year's E3 stuff because I was kind of curious what happened from our podcast. Yes, I'm like the Kanye West of podcasting where I listen to my own shit. Fuck off. Uh, <laughs> so. Um, but I do know slavery was not a choice. I'm like Kanye West, but, um, I was going back and I was listening to it and I was like looking at some of our, some of the, you know, the show notes to put in there. And it's, I, one of the things in there, I put Gable's platinum ghost recon wildlands. So one year ago this week, you platinum ghost recon wildlands. So <laughs> it's been a year. Ah, uh, yes. Yes, it has. Uh, so yeah. Um, no think, regrets. Yeah, no regrets. Yeah. Uh, but, um, I think that's really the key thing that come out of that. Uh, it's too soon for another South Park game. Uh, they actually, you don't show up. I bought that season pass for South Park, and they've only released one pack, and there's supposed to be three. So if they give me, a, they show me off uh, that, that would be great. Uh, the next pack or some more details on what's coming for those. Um, I still haven't get to play it. Uh, the new one, I'm going to wait for all three. Excuse me, to come out to play them, but uh, I just want I want to play them sooner rather than later. Um, Sony. Ooh, what can Sony do for me? I don't really, uh, Obviously, Death Stranding. Like, the, the, unfortunately, we already kind of know the, the key stuff from Sony. Like, the things I want, they're, they're going to give us. Death Stranding, um, Last of Us 2, the two big ones for me. Um, just give me some gameplay of Death Stranding. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really all I want to see for that. Uh, Last of Us 2, you've already got my money. Just give me the goddamn game. Really, both those games, you've already got my money. Just... Let me, let me give you the money, please. Uh, this is why I'm pleading. The, the, just hand it over. Um, I really, do, I really don't. Actually, you know what? I just thought about Ubisoft. I want some more UbiArt games. You know, I, every year I say that. Every year, like Rayman Legends, really cool. Like we had a really great year with Rayman Legends, Valiant Heart, and Child of Light. Like really three great bangers back to back to back. Yeah. Um, in the, like a couple months span. Um, man, I want to say 2014. And they've done nothing with that that engine since. Uh, literally nothing. I went actually just last week. I was on I was on the Wikipedia page reading about the UBR engine, and they've done nothing with it since, other than make a uh, Rayman um, mobile game. They've done zero with that with that engine since it came out. Um, but actually, the Valiant Heart guys. Uh, it's a World War One game that was fantastic. Uh, made me ball like a baby. They just. Uh, I gave a release date for the new game called 11.11 Memories Retold, and it comes out uh, on November 9th. That's kind of weird how that works out, but it's called 11.11, but it comes on November 9th. Um, but it comes out that week. It's a World War One game. Uh, it's uh, feels and seems kind of similar to that. Uh, it won't be in the UBR engine, but it's kind of kind of this one. This one has a it seems like you play as two characters, and one of them has a cat, and I can't. And the other person has a bird, I believe, but. Um, you guys, you guys already got my money, so I'll give it to you as soon as I'm able to pre-order it or buy it. Um, but yeah, just give me, yeah, those are my hopes and wishes for really Ubisoft and Sony. Nintendo, the 
the DLC pack two for Mario and Mario plus Rabbids, uh, Donkey Kong Adventures. Uh, I've had the, I've thought about this. This has been in my brain for like two months now. I even told Justin about this a month ago. My prediction. This is a prediction. Also slash uh, wishful thinking. Is they're gonna they're gonna show off some more about Donkey Kong Adventures, which actually I don't really think they will because we just got a bunch. But they're gonna talk about it at the at the direct, and it's gonna be out now, Oof. on the Switch eShop to download. That's my that's my prediction. <laughs> um, I'm hope it's supposed to, it's coming out in June. We know that for a fact. We know they've already said it's coming out in June. Uh, we just don't know when. So that's what I'm saying is it's out now. And I've already bought the season pass, so I'm just waiting for it. Um, uh, what else from Nintendo? Ooh, Rayman and and Smash Brothers. Hmm. Think it's possible? Yes, it's possible. Okay. Well, um. It's, well, it's possible considering that they had Rayman on Switch. You know, Rayman Legends and stuff. Plus, he was they, on the Wii U. Though. He was on the Wii U too, though. He was like a launch game. And that's true. But also, Nintendo and Ubisoft are a little bit closer together because of the Raving <laughs> Rabbit stuff. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, what are uh, so, here's something we talk about. What are some cool characters you would like to see in Smash Brothers announced? Oh, boy. I'd love to see Simon Belmont, that's for sure. Ooh, that's I good mean, one. inside of Castlevania, you know, it's definitely a no-brainer. I mean, if we can have characters like Pac-Man, Sonic, Cloud, Bayonetta, freaking, like, Metal Gear Solid, like, freaking Solid Snake or something like that, we could have fucking Simon Belmont. I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. What <laughs> do you I'm, think, what do you what? think about the, sorry, real quick, the possibility of Crash Bandicoot? Honestly, considering that the game's coming out on Switch like next month or, or later on this month, it's actually in the realm of possibility. Yeah. It is, and mm-hmm. that would be totally insane if it actually does happen. Crash Bandicoot, yeah. like a freaking mascot of the PlayStation at one time, being on a Nintendo Switch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, being on the fucking Nintendo console, man. I'd be down for that. Yeah, I would too. I'm I'll trying to honest. think. I'm trying to think of some cool third-party characters they could bring out to this thing like oh boy oh boy that would make sense like you know that's got some history with it like like metal gear made solid snake made sense because metal gear was originally a nintendo platform is there any Mm. i guess we got cloud which that didn't make any sense because cloud's never been on a nintendo console but he's the most popular character go ahead dude how about this the doom guy yes (laughs) yeah you I could, would be. You could okay. possibly add any type of Bethesda character in there. Like you would have probably the Doom guy, maybe like uh, BJ Blazkowicz or something, possibly, or even okay. like the Dova Keen from Skyrim. <laughs> Wouldn't that be hilarious? Oh, this sounds great. Just use the dragon shout in order to freaking like knock <laughs> up. Uh, oh man. I, oh man, Doom guy just sounds amazing. But it does. if if. If he had, like, the BFG would have to be a super, a, like, special yeah, attack. his BFG just, like, annihilates everyone on the stage. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'd like to see, actually, keep a first party for Nintendo and Smash Brothers? Right. right. Bring back the Pokemon trainer. Oh, yeah, not just Bring that. Bring it back. That was cool. Go ahead. Oh, boy, not just the Pokemon trainer. I would love to see some other, like, new Nintendo characters with their... Oh, boy. First thing I would... That I would love to see, I would love to see Camilla from Fire Emblem... Like okay. uh, Fates or something like that. Fire Emblem yeah. Fates. I think it was like oh, Conquest. That's what it is. She is a excellent, like, uh, oh god. I want to see a Wavern. 
Rider or something like that, but she has awesome attacks. She was inside the Fire Emblem Warriors game too, which I still desperately need to finish. But yeah, yeah, that's an option for you. Just maybe a little bit more diverse Fire Emblem characters in there, possibly like, uh, oh boy, I'm trying to think what Nintendo character would I love to see? Oh, Gino, Gino from Super Mario RPG. Okay. Instead of like being a fucking costume. Yeah. <laughs> Not really bad. I'm trying to. Hmm. I think the rabbits might make it in there somehow. Probably as an assist trophy or something. Yeah. Let's try to... Yeah, that wouldn't be too bad. Huh. There's a lot of possibilities. The... Yeah, there what? are. Yeah. Like, they just mob the screen and shit. <laughs> yeah. My, my my main hope, though, is that Greninja makes it back into this game. Oh, yeah. I'd be really oh, upset yeah. to take him out, because he was my favorite. He was my new favorite. Him and Lucario, which I know Lucario was in uh, uh, the Brawl, but I really... Yeah, he was in Brawl, it. and the only way we got Mewtwo was, like, freaking, like, in... Uh... The Wii U version as well, and he was DLC as well as you know yeah. Bayonetta and Cloud and stuff. Yeah, well, yeah, remember you got Mewtwo if you bought 3DS and the the Wii U version. Oh my so. god, I remember people just losing their shit <laughs> just when Mewtwo was announced and like just watching YouTubers like like Etika and all the other stuff just start mm-hmm. losing their shit. It's like, oh, it's Mewtwo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, what else? I mean, there's like. Uh, like, I have a lot of Pine Sky stuff, obviously. Like, Super Mario 3D World 2, I'd love to see. But oh, just, yeah. at this point, I just announced the port for it, like, really Dude. next year. Uh, I'm just trying to think of, like, I'm thinking about the timeline of, like, like, there's a Yoshi game coming out this year that they haven't talked about a bit since yep. last year 3. And I have a theory also on this one. I haven't even told Justin about this one. Uh, that So when they, when they showed up the Yoshi game last year, it had, like, a lot of, like, this the main, like, um, style of it had a lot to do with cardboard. Mm-hmm. What if Yoshi is a Labo game? Possibly. I'm just throwing it out there. Possibility. Um, but I'm just. I mean, if it's not, maybe maybe it's like there's some like Labo stuff you can do with it. But like, like so we got Pokemon in November. We can pretty much guarantee Smash in September. Uh, there's a Fire Emblem game coming out this year. We need to they, see that Fire Emblem game. Dude. Yeah. So Yoshi and Fire Emblem are going to be talked about. I'm just like, so one of those games has got to go in October, maybe one in August. Like Ooh. July, we got um, like June, we got Mario Tennis. July, we got Captain Toad. Not maybe not the biggest game, but they got a game there. August, October, and December are empty. So you got to think those two games are probably going in those slots. Maybe December gets skipped over, but they had Xenoblade game last year for December, so who knows? Uh, but yeah, I don't know. That's, I mean, really, I got for it. I don't have any, like, realistic, like, I know pie in the sky is what I said, but I tried to, like, these are maybe crazy thoughts, but there's a small chance of them happening. Um, Very true. So that's, I mean, that's kind of really all I have for those. Um, Do you have anything else you want to add for the E3? Um, As, uh, to quote Tim Geddes from Kind of Funny, The Decade of Dreams. (laughs) <laughs> the decade of dreams jeez honestly nah I can't think of a, a word in edge wise actually I just thought of one quick thing and what's that a really cool horror game a really cool what a really cool horror game like a horror game yeah like a last of us um no like a prostitute game no uh <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh <laughs> no, uh, no, like, uh, like, uh, not so much like a last, but like an Outlast, 
um, what's the freaking game that was on? It was like it got put on the Switch. Justin played it. It's like five dollars. Uh, Skybound mm. made it. God damn it! Well, but it's just like vaccine. a cool what? Well, it's not vaccine. That one was not no. that good. No, that game was terrible. Um, but give me some more. Give me one of those cool games, like a nice good jump scare game. Uh, we haven't really had one. We've had a like they made a bunch of them this year, um, but none of them really turned out good. And most of it, like a lot of them are VR. I just yeah. want a good one of those. Bring, give me one, please. I love those kind of games, and I like to play one. I haven't played one a good, really good one in a little while. So um, that's really it for me on on those. Uh, so I think we're gonna wrap up this portion of the show. Um, you want to hear more from us? We have a Facebook page and group, Drunk Dashers Podcast. On those. Uh, on Twitch at Drunkards Pod, follow us there. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Like and join us on Facebook over there, please. And then on Twitch, uh, Drunkards Podcast, uh, follow us on there. Um, and on YouTube, Drunkards Podcast, subscribe and like our videos. Podcast goes up goes up on there. We post anytime we do st- uh, Twitch streams. We post them on the YouTube page as well. Um, so give us a big thumbs up on all of those. Subscribe as well. iTunes. Uh, Drunk Dashers Podcast. Subscribe as well. Leave a nice five-star review. I uh, really appreciate if you would do so on there. The more people out there do those things, the more likely is people will see us, uh, which we really appreciate. Um, so, thank you guys for listening. I was your host, I was Tyler. And I have been Colonel Gables. So, until next time, everyone, which is going to be very, very soon, Yes. have yourself a good day, and may E3 bless you with a bunch of awesome blessings yes hey gables yeah too sweet baby too sweet